Is this not Bell and Sebastian Club? Now I'm recording. Is that is that a que- that's the question uh, that you want recorded? Yeah. This is not Bell and Sebastian Club. It's not a lot of things, but it's definitely not Bell and Sebastian Club. Congratulations. Congratulations for joining us for the inaugural episode of the Not Bell and Sebastian Club podcast. You, we had a slightly overcast today in normally sunny California. I am Richard Scooter Rosenthal. I am Scott Malkowski. I'm Dwayne. And that's Dwayne. Today we're going to be talking about some albums not my voice hey listen guys gonna be doing uh jamboree by jamboree by beat happening by beat happening exactly gonna be doing not a pretty girl by ani defranco and we're gonna be doing a propaganda album let's talk more rock Let's talk more rock That's by Propaganda. Let's get to the rock. Let's. Well, you heard the man. Let's get on it. Beat happening jamboree. We listened to that. The the theme this week was Clear Intentions. Clear Intentions. Scott, you want to tell them about that theme? Uh, It was, I said, hey, let's just submit albums that we think have clear intentions. And then everyone figured out what they thought that meant to them. And so the one submission here by Dwayne is Clear Intentions. Uh, His Clear Intentions submission for Clear Intentions uh, was... Beat Happenings Jamboree. That's I couldn't have put it any better myself. I probably could have done it better, but I'm not going to do it again. Word. I don't listen to podcasts. Dwayne doesn't do podcasts. All right, you want to get closer? <laughs> oh, you don't think you don't think they can hear Dwayne? Uh, so yeah, Beat Happening uh, Jamboree. That's the that's the album we just listened to. 24 24 minute album we just sat through. Um, yeah. But it made us smile, right? Well, tell me about that, Scott. It, it made us smile because it's just, they, they don't have normal conventions of music. Yeah, that's true. Things that don't have normal conventions of music make they, me smile. They sort of rebel against the, the standard conventions of recording, sound recordings with rhythms that don't quite stay together all the time and, and very simplistic Melodic and uh, and guitar lines and no bass. Why 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 not? why would you have bass? What I was saying was um, John Darnielle, aka the Mountain Goats, um, supposedly throughout most of his career had uh, 
just this little shitty recorder that he would record everything on. It'd be super lo-fi. And the legend is that he would write a song uh, and then he would record it only once. And if he fucked it up, he would just throw it out and never do that song ever again, basically. Like, and only ever record them once. And the difference is they decided, let's just keep it. Yeah. It's like they probably improvised it when they first wrote it, right? Any writing is improvisation, right? That then it you... feels fresh. And by the way, can I say that my name is actually... Um, uh, uh, I don't believe you. I can't come up with anything. Just stick with Scott. Yeah. They got uh, very little subtext. They got very uh, simplistic. What's the genre we got here, guys, with the beat happening? We got like... Um, it's in- I, th- I think it's classified as an indie pop. Indie pop, yeah. twee. Twee, some twee pop going on. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely some uh, low, lo-fi indie, indie pop. Uh, a lot of the songs don't have a set rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Bullet points. Bullet points. Yeah. Like, I've never listened to a podcast before, so it's it's just it's, it's kind of similar to uh, I believe it was Brett in the band who uh, had never played music before, and they're just like, doesn't matter. We're gonna record music with you. Oh, so that's like super meta. So you're like you're it's saying meta. Like, that's it's why meta. that's why I'm here. Yeah. I'm all about that meta life, man. Hashtag meta life. Okay. Uh. Because these these are pretty just simplistic and nonsensical for the most part. Mm-hmm. Some of them are definitely nonsensical. Yeah, but the, I mean they're all very. A lot of them are very like relationship based. So uh, we were saying so Bikini Kill, Bratmobile, uh, that this band was influential for Riot Girl, right? Right. Riot Girl. Right. G-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-
Uh, yeah, well, it doesn't also depend on, like, where you are and how you're listening. If I was uh, at a show with these guys, it'd be a whole different setup, probably. Maybe parts of it would be easier, parts yeah, of it would be harder. Yeah, in some ways it would be more difficult, because yeah. just concert settings in general, it's hard to fucking hear things. Uh -huh. But also a live performance where the performer is fucking into what he's saying... You know, maybe maybe a little you bit. You can do some lip reading. You can do yeah, some I mean, you body language it. interpretation. You can see also, unless you unless you can't see it. Dude. At the time Bro. that they were actually performing these songs live, it probably would have been a lot more difficult because because sure. the skinheads are everywhere. Man. Well, because fights just broke out. That's, that's the other thing too is that the, there's such an intention behind these lyrics to to alienate the audience and <laughs> to call them out on shit. So like being so listening to it from, through a speaker is. A wholly different experience, I'm sure, than being one of the people that they're trying to fucking alienate in the room. Now, Chris, Bye. Chris Hanna, the you know lyricist for most of these, besides the John K. Sampson songs, says that he wouldn't have taken that same approach in retrospect, and he doesn't think that's the best way to handle things now. But at the time, he was like, "Fuck it, we're young, and we're just going to be antagonistic." And I well, want to. I mean, if your whole point with this theme this week was clear intentions, that their intention was to was to do that, I it think. Would, Obviously, oh, if that was, was their intention, at the, at that the was, time, was the best he approach. He wouldn't have done it the same way, you know, looking Now back. as an old person? Wait, if he went, is he saying if he went back in time, he would change it, or they wouldn't do it now, um, decades later? He said he doesn't get as much Wait, of a, because he used to get a thrill from antagonizing the crowds. Like, he used to just enjoy, like, causing mm -hmm. a scene. And in his, you know, more maturity, he doesn't see that anymore from what I was reading. And then you're saying, to contrast that, that John K. Sampson was the opposite always, where he was well, like, where he... He, he, he was he, uncomfortable. He was very uncomfortable <laughs> with all of this. Yeah. He had trouble performing under those circumstances with, you know, fights breaking out. Throwing meat. People were just throwing meat. They were throwing meat? Straight yeah. up throwing meat, bro. People were throwing meat. meat. Meatheads, am I right? Scott sent me a piece of an article earlier saying that because the band's vegan and they're talking about not eating animals on this uh, uh, album that uh, meat advocate, meat lobbyists would show up and throw meat. Meat lobbyists, that thing? <laughs> and apparently no. everyone in the Well, yeah, I think probably. According to, like, everyone in the scene back then apparently was just, like, eating fried chicken out of the back of vans. <laughs> and throwing meat. Well, everybody in the scene just had an entire, had a van filled with raw meat. That was part of the ritual, man. Bit of calm, man. Bit of calm, B. Uh, yeah. I, it's cool. Uh. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my, that shit's the illest, bro. Shit, I do, dude, I do, I do think dope. This, I do think dope, this dope, dope, the dope. Illest. I think this is... <laughs> All right, so I have a question for you, Scott, though. Like, so when when you first heard this album, and then you went back to listen to it again... Did you touch yourself? Yeah, well, say whatever, you, if you, that's what you want to talk about. But no, no. the... <laughs> I, I guess I guess my question because why am I interviewing why am I interviewing you now? Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm 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 trying to see because we were talking about be very different live. Obviously, a very different experience. Um, just sitting down and repeating a listen to this album and like why why go back to why why keep going? What keeps you coming back? Because you listen to it. A lot, right? I think just the progression of the band and how much they've changed, I always find it interesting to 
go back to the beginning and then listen to where they are now because it's just one of the most staggering shifts that I've seen in music. So I, that's mm. honestly what brings me back the most at this point in time. Now that I have all of their material, I I just think it's such a great story from beginning to end. I was going to say anything about the album, Scott. Can I just say something about this album? It was probably... It was probably John K. Sampson Weaker Than's related, knowing you. No, it wasn't, but we can talk about that. You guys know John K. Sampson was in the Weaker Than's? No, tell me more about that. <laughs> no, that's all I got. Okay. The whole thing where you're saying you're interested in the history of the band, you're interested in the context, you're interested in... Yeah, um, that's not the way that I enjoy music as much. I think I do, to a certain extent. I think you enjoy the like the music element of it, too. I think if there's like a Venn diagram, the way Scott enjoys music and the way Richard Scooter <laughs> enjoys music... That's sort of where my question was coming from. Because like when I when I go back to put on a song that I like, you know, it, it, it's, it has a, a lot to do with oral elements and me enjoying the experience oh, of listening I, to it. There's, there's so many other levels of things that I'm focusing on with this album with lyrically and message wise and r relationship between audience and and group and um, I don't know I, think it's I mean I I identify with this type of rhythm and these beats and I don't know music lingo so that it's sounds real beats, real you basic you got the R's and the B's so I don't know I it come back to it because I, I don't know. I get this I get this stuff stuck in my head. I think I think it's really cool. And this is the only way to get it out. Is listening to it. So I think that we enjoy different <laughs> elements of the music, but we still enjoy. Like I still am interested in in the context and stuff, but I think a little bit less than you are. If it was just the lyrics themselves, you would think that the John K. Samson songs on this <laughs> album were the dopest shit. Naturally, because <laughs> <laughs> they're by far superior. Meat is still murder, okay? It is. Dairy is still rape. I guess. Wait, I think dairy is at least sexual harassment. I don't know if it's... Wait, no, it is, right? Yeah, they got to impregnate they, them. They do. They yeah. got to impregnate them. All right, we figured it out. Via machines. Uh, it's good times. So, micro pigs aren't real, right? You mean like tiny microscopic pigs? Uh, not quite as small as what you were the, 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 what you just did with your hand. You were just oh, making smaller, a hand gesture. Than yeah, uh, microscopic. Yeah, split the difference. <laughs> and as as a you know a weaker than's fan, I would say that John K. Sampson has gone on record saying if it wasn't for his time in Propagandi, he wouldn't be the musician he is today. They made him better musicians because mm -hmm. they wrote a lot more complex, challenging material than he was used to playing, and it also taught him not just to settle for, you know, the first drafts of writing. Uh, he wanted the more mellow approach, which is, I mean, why he went with the name The Weaker Thans was to say you're not getting propaganda, you're getting something weaker in sound than propaganda, or weaker in, you know, yeah. tempo, weaker in force. It was, but people still showed up and Did got he, legitimately uh, pissed at, like, early Weaker Thans yeah, shows were guy. just as antagonistic as propaganda shows because people were pissed that they weren't getting propaganda. So, I mean, that kind of reminds me of Elliot Smith, who was touring around uh, in a time where everybody was expecting people to sound, and in scenes that people wanted everybody to sound like Nirvana, like everybody's trying to sound like grunge and Nirvana, and Elliot Smith got up there with like an acoustic guitar and like singing really soft-spoken, and which I think is the most punk rock thing that he could do during that time, um, is to do the opposite. Uh, just 
I don't know. I was just talking about how much I like John K. Sampson. I think there's a a specificity that he that he has. Uh, like the character of the song is is shown through ephemera and through like everyday mundane things that uh, we immediately relate to. And uh, I think he can just say so much with so few words and economy and storytelling. And, and I think that his, I, I also love the melodic structure, the way that he puts together songs. I love the weaker bands. You know I love the weaker bands. <laughs> I know. Not... I know, but we're going to decide which is better right now, Scott. <laughs> like, I mean, if it was album to album, I would say that Let's Talk More Rock is better than, let's say, Fallow, but, or Fallow, Fallow, whatever. I think Left and Leaving is a stronger Fallow. album than Let's Talk No Rock. I, I mean, but then if I was to compare that to a later Propagandi album, which you haven't heard that much of their later stuff, I don't think. Uh, Maybe once. Um, I don't remember stuff. All right, so we're going to move on. That was Less Talk, More Rock. We're going to listen to Ani DeFranco's Not a Pretty Girl. And then we're going to come back at you. We're going to talk about that. Uh, you know, feminism. Other stuff. Uh, this is... This is I'm a, I'm a bad host. It's going to be bad. I don't really want to be a pretty girl. Scott, uh, Scott, we can relate to the feminine experience. Yeah. Yeah. Na- name some lady stuff, Scott. <laughs> it's kind of awkward when you point this elongated mic in my face. <laughs> Why don't we invent microphones that look more like vaginas? vaginas? Yeah, this is, I have been saying this because like, I really feel like, no, no. I really, I really am insulted by the phallic nature of microphones. So I think the prevailing opinion was that's a pretty dope album. That was Ani DeFranco, not a pretty girl. Not a pretty girl. Uh, and I, not a pretty girl. I'm gonna be real. I think you guys actually liked it more than I thought that you would. Actually. Oh, oh yeah. You thought it would be interesting to have uh, three three dudes sitting around listening to it. Super. Particularly the second rapid. track on the album is is just a, a no music beat poem about abortion. About abortion. And I, I just it, I thought it was about tiptoeing. Yeah, it is. Probably if, if it was just an album, right, that, that, like, if it just had, the main thing is, like, the content has got songs about abortion. If, if that was all it was, yeah, it might make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But it, it seemed very purposeful and well thought out and well put together, and it was a cool piece of art. And, like, regardless of the content, I feel like I can relate to that, at the very least, so. I think to just call this a feminist al- a- a- album would be, would be reductive. I think that feminism is really just humanism, right? I mean, yeah. like feminism is just about equality. Just being and... decent folks. Being decent people. She's an amazingly skilled musician. Absolutely. Uh, she's Absolutely. got a great poeticism to her approach. Uh, she really commands... My attention. It's like you feel a connection when, when you're listening to her lyrics, right? Like you feel that because she has the connection. Yeah. Yeah, because she she really she acts she acts that shit out, dog. She feels the feels. Legit, she feels every moment of it, dog. That's the authentic self. That's what we're talking about, boy. Clear intentions, dog. Yeah, like she also uses like a lot of 
a lot of like technique, yo. Like she got like the dynamics going on, like the in and the out. Yo, so this is like, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about how in 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 Proppy G's album that they got like, they got that you know the propulsive, uh, the, the the guitar stuff, and they got the similarity in a sense in in at least timbre and um from song to song uh and that how that day to day. that conveys more of a general mood than uh like word painting i'm forgetting the term that i'm trying to think of but like uh, you know uh ani defranco is sort of the opposite where the composition has a lot more change in dynamics and a lot more uh, where what she's playing on guitar is reflecting every word that she's saying the way that she delivers every word is a little bit different because she's acting out every moment and the musical comp- composition reflects that the instrumentation that really fucking shit too goes along with what she's saying and just helps accentuate mm-hmm. what she's trying to get across it, if it's minimalistic when it needs to be minimalistic and it's much more grandiose when no, grandiose is probably the wrong word but yeah. It's so expressive. I, I just I love how expressive she is, you know? Because because expression is key when you're talking oh. about like music and, and stuff. Uh yeah, I've been here the whole time apparently. Yo, Chili Dog, what's up? <laughs> hey y'all. This is my pal Chili Dog. My name's uh, Chili Dog. <laughs> what up, Chili Dog? I don't know. Alright, see you later, man. He just left. <laughs> He went out the doggy door, because that's Chili Dog. You ever see Ferris Bueller's Day Off? In uh, Crime for Crime is the name of that song, I think, right? Crime for Crime? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where she sort of tells the tale of, of uh, her her character, herself, being in a, a gallows-type situation heading towards a Yeah, capital punishment um, shit. It's pretty, it's pretty horrifying and really reels me in that's pretty cool uh yeah you guys convinced me to like that song more than i did before too actually i mean i listened to it a little bit more um when you're when you're saying that uh i don't think i had very much to say about it so i'll i'll give that credit to Dwayne. well yeah uh, was it Dwayne or was it chili dog dog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, dog oh shit this motherfucker's mad it's Chili Dog! Chili Dog got musical opinions. Chili Dog came back! Oh, she leaving because she ain't like that. Okay, bye Chili Dog! Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad that Chili Dog left. Can I just say <laughs> between... What? Dog. I don't think he's ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, I'm just going to walk off a pier. Like in that one song. It's, well, I mean, I don't, I, I, it's, a, it's definitely a track on the album. I don't know if that's... A song. Oh, it's, more of a song. it's like that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a song. Oh wait. Oh wait. Oh wait. We gotta talk about. Hold up, not Bell and Sebastian Club. We have to now define what a song is. No, we don't. Okay, Scott. It's, it's not a song. It's art. It's art. <laughs> it's really good. Am I being that person? Uh, I remember in high school. I remember being like, I don't know. People would talk about whether dance was a sport or not, to which I would mostly say dance is not a sport. It's an art. But people would get really offended, and they'd be like, 
they'd be like, yeah, it's so physical. It's just like you're doing football. Or I wasn't doing football. But it's just like that because you just got to do a sport. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's physical, but it's not. It's an art. It's not a sport. And is that what we're saying here? Am I the, am I the, that person? Oh, I, I don't know. Where do you draw the line, Scott? Where do you draw the line? We heard, this, Scott? By, by my loosest definition of the term song, it's a, it's, it's a part of a musical work. Uh, an album, it, so it's and it also connects one to piece the of it. Song right after it too. Um, yeah, so I I, th- I think I'd call it a song. Cause yeah. it's Fair enough. You 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 swayed me. Well, <laughs> we don't have to sway you. I don't know. I, this no. is I, excuse me. I could. Oh, this guy's here. Uh, hello. No, 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 no. I just want to say excuse me. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, the last... I'm the I'm the, clo- I'm the clock man. That's... I keep track of our time. All right, that's Mr. Clockman, and you you know when Mr. Clockman shows up. Uh, no, I just want to. Well, I want to point out that. Ding dong. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We can come back and talk about this later, guys. Um, and I think we will. Can we? And I'm sure we will. I, I just want to really quick to, uh, lay out what the theme is for next week. This theme of this week, of course, was clear intentions. Ding dong, it's time for the theme. Mr. Clockman here. Mr. Clockman has very specific uh, roles that he plays. He tells us when we're almost done, and then he announces uh, that the theme's coming up. Ding dong, Mr. Clockman here. Time for next week's theme. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to Mr. Clockman next week and learn a little bit more about him. But right now, uh, so I chose this theme for next week. I'm going to be, I'm gonna take, I'll tell you right now what the album is too, because I don't give a fuck, I guess. The theme for next week is like a clause. It's, I wanted it to be shorter than it is. It's not. It's, uh, it's six words. It's going to be Sold My Soul at the Crossroads is the theme for next week. Sold My Soul at the Crossroads. Uh, and I guess I'll just say the album, too, that I'm submitting. Because well, why not? I think it might be cool if you don't and we... Yeah, but I also think it would be cool if you know what you... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think it would be cool. Either way, right? Yeah. I don't but know. The, the yeah, interpretation don't factor is more there. No, no, but you can interpret however you want either don't way. Tell don't tell you. Don't tell us. Is it, am I outvoted? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, our votes count here. This is a democracy. All right. All right. Well, if we make oh, no, no, if no, no, we no. make this into a podcast, do that, if no, we make this no, into no. a podcast, yeah, sure. then I'm going to ask for the listeners to vote, and they can say whatever they want. Ding dong, this is Mr. Clock Man. Mr. Clock, you have overstepped your bounds, sir. Your only duties are to say when we're approaching the end and that we're about to say the theme. So wait, Anyways. If they, if they vote that you should tell us, do we all have to meet up again and like make an addendum to this podcast where we where you do tell us? No, we'll just do it for future weeks. Oh, no, I'll I'll get a time oh, okay. machine. I'll get a time machine oh, and I'll go back no, and I'll no, tell no, you. No, 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 bro, 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 bro. No, 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 no. Hey guys, I just stepped out of the time machine to add a quick addendum. I just wanted to let you know that we did choose our albums for next week. For those who want to play along at home and listen, they're going to be Howlin' Wolf's 1969 album, either known as Howlin' Wolf's new album or just the Howlin' Wolf album. And we're also doing Dashboard Confessional's 2001 album, The Places You Have Come to Fear the Most, and the Menzinger's 2009 album, Hold On Dodge. So go ahead and listen to those if you want to. 
and if you want to vote or have any opinions at all, you can contact us at our Twitter at NotBSPod, or you can go on the Facebook group, NotBalanceSebastianPod, or email us at NotBalanceSebastianPod at Gmail, or our website, of course, NotBalanceSebastianPod.wordpress.com, or even our Tumblr, which is called Dudes Write Album Reviews, uh, if you want to see any of the albums that we've done in the past. And do write into us if you have any suggestions, comments, questions. Uh, let us know what you thought about last week's albums. Let us know what you think about next week's albums. Uh, let us know how embarrassingly inarticulate we sounded when we talked about feminism or how spotty the audio was this week. We know, but let us know anyways. <laughs> All right. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, to the Facebook uh, or like us on Facebook, subscribe on Twitter, all that gravy stuff. Okay, well, I got to get back in that time machine, so keep it sizzly, guys. Bye! All right, well, anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this was probably pretty sloppy. I'm holding a microphone in my goddamn hands like some kind of Philistine. and uh, You're too hard on yourself. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You're not hard enough on yourself. I feel like you need to. Harder. How are you doing? Okay. Okay, I just want to make sure you're I'm just trying to, I just want to make sure you're still, com- I'm just checking in to make sure you're still comfortable. I'm fine. I was wondering. Hey guys, are you still doing that album club? Oh, chili dogs here. Oh my god. We gotta get, let's, let's hightail it. Chili dogs here. Chili dogs here. No, I think so too. And we're going to wrap up right on.